Say rhythm podcast. Rhythm podcast. No coronavirus. No coronavirus. Welcome to the Life and Rhythm Podcast, where we hope to equip rhythm communities to be formed by God with one another for the good of others in the valley as it is in heaven. Wow, we're officially rolling. Officially rolling. All right, let's do this. Welcome to the Life and Rhythm Podcast. We have two special guests with us. They are Jacob Phillips and Matthew Guzman. Typically, they are behind the scenes making this whole thing run uh, as far as the Life and Rhythm podcast. And today, they get a chance to be on the mic. We're talking about being a blessing specifically to our families. Jacob oversees our next gen uh, operations, I don't know, ministry. Yeah, um, that works. So, kids through students. And Matthew's been involved in student ministry for quite some time. I guess both as a student yourself <laughs> and then now <laughs> working <laughs> with students uh, within our rhythm communities. And so if you haven't gone through the last episode, the Bless Rhythms, Living as a Missionary, I want to encourage you to push pause right now yeah. and jump over there because we are going to just sort of springboard off of that episode and talk specifically about the Bless Rhythms and what, how it pertains to us living as a missionary in our home. Um, so we've been doing a lot about, talking a lot about this uh, within the life of our community. And I just wanna jump to ask you guys this question of how the blessed rhythms have impacted you, mm-hmm. or as you, maybe, maybe let's think about this. As you have thought through the blessed rhythms in the eyes of a kid or student, uh, what are some things that sort of jump out at you that you wish... Um, maybe your parents would have done and or you would have been more intentional with as a kid growing up as it pertains to the blessed rhythms? It's a great question. Jacob should answer first. Wow. <laughs> Put him on the spot. <laughs> that I mean, that is a great question. Like, I think what happens is all of our families end up looking differently. And so like the way you've, grown up is different. Like all of our family lives are different. So, um, you know, just thinking back to, to mine, you know, we, uh, when I think about the blessed rhythm, rhythms in the context of families, um, it really like needs to be like this all in sort of deal where it's like a family doing it together. And mm. like, you're really focusing in on the family. And, and so there's a few things that I, that I think about. One is, and the primary thing is just my family didn't have set ways of like being a blessing to people. Like we weren't intentional about it. Um, and it wasn't to say like I had a crappy family. It was just more so like as we've went through kind of the blessed rhythms, it's like we had, we weren't really intentional on that. Like we didn't have like things that we were doing to like get to know our neighbors and to be in prayer for the people that were around us and, listening to like actually listening to God about like how he wants us to um how he wants us to do that. So uh you know personally that brings up like I don't know if regrets the right word or just like man that was a missed opportunity for me 
to even focus in on that. Like me, when I was a student, to be able to like pay attention, like, oh, how am I blessing the people around me? Or how am I blessing even my parents or my siblings? And we can get into it. It might come up more later, but that that's one of the biggest struggles I had in my life was like being a blessing to my family mm-hmm. because it's really easy for us to have eyes to eyes to see and, and to do actions for the people that aren't your family, like your friends or your neighbors. That's it's good, really man. easy to miss like what some people would say is your first church, which is your family. Like mm. I need to, if I want to be able to bless these people in the most effective way, like it starts first by being able to bless the people that are closest to me, which is my family. So that's what, that's, that's what comes good, to mind. man. No, that's good. I, you know, there's, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but um, yeah, there's a lot there that to unpack, you know, for us, uh, for all of us, you know, often our families get our leftovers or they see the worst parts of us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, it's just unfortunate because we don't, we, we want to put on our best for everyone else. And we forget to put on our best for our families, the people that are closest mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. That's a, that's a good word, man. Matthew, what about you, man? Yeah, so Jacob, as you're talking, I'm, I'm thinking about my story um, growing up in the church, and I was just thinking about how, you know, there's, like, I love what you said, there's different dynamics, there's different ways that <clears throat> a family has raised a child and so on, like just the generation aspect. Um, I think what I've seen, what my experience has been growing up in church is that it's either the parents are heavily involved and the student is not, or the student is heavily involved and the parents are not, or it's actually, they're all involved. And so there's, there's all of these different angles, but growing up, I I mean, honestly, I've never, I'd never heard of the blessed rhythms until I met you and Matt (laughs) and (laughs) in all, all of these other new terms and just the whole, the whole thing, the whole, it's just like a whole dictionary. We need a rhythm dictionary, I think. But <laughs> working at it. But blessed rhythms, man. I think um, growing up, I I think about times and moments in my life where, you know, where whether it was my dad and I just doing something kind for somebody, and so I see these moments in time where these things are happening, but there's just not a name to it, and so somebody could be listening to this episode and be thinking oh, like these are things I'm actually doing. I just didn't know this was a blessed rhythm. Um, but something happens when, when, you, when you begin to be intentional of saying, all right, this, like, this is it. You put a name to it. And then you start asking yourself, what does this actually look like in my family? Because I think you're right, Adam. Like we, in hmm. ministry, often we, we toss the family aside and we say, well, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to go to this area first. And then once I figure it out, then I'll figure it out with my family. Mm. But I think there's something to say that family, family takes the front seat and actually ministry takes the back seat. Mm. Like I was talking to a buddy um, from Texas and I was just talking to him just about all that's going on. And he goes, he goes, dude, just always remember your family always belongs in the front seat. Ministry always takes the back seat. Yeah, yeah man. I, you know, I want to, I love that. I think uh, where my mind's going is just the separation of the two. 
Like there's mm. an opportunity to, uh, with the blessed rhythms, to not make it something other than. And I think oh. in my life, uh, and I, I think I've shared this a bit on the podcast, but you know, I was doing mission trips and leading, you know, student ministry stuff and doing all these things, you know, sort of across seas or even across uh, town or, you know, across the country. Yeah. And yet I couldn't walk across the street and know my neighbor. Like, <laughs> and, and that was just, and I think in that, in that tension of, of not doing the close proximity piece, Mm-hmm. It actually caused further separation from me and my family, mm-hmm. uh, specifically me and Sherry, my wife. Like that, we were never really doing ministry together. I was always mm-hmm. doing my thing. It was always my job as a paid professional, you know, minister to do X, Y, and Z. And she kind of drew the short end of the, you know, the straw or whatever. So there's there's all these opportunities now for us. To it's not it's not a separation it's not mm-hmm. it's not my family and ministry right. it's my my family on mission yeah bring and, them on the journey and, and and you know ministry is not a construct that's so foreign to what we're already doing and I think that's where I would say if I were answering this question um, I would just say like that that separation has really caused a lot of tension in the life of family units. Mm-hmm. Where mom and dad um, go to church on Sunday, they you know it's almost like that whole joke of like, do what I say, not as I do. Mm. It's like, hey, I, I told you to live like Jesus. Yeah, I don't reflect that. And kids are like, wow. you know, man, like I don't see this within you. I see the list of rules and I see all the things that we have to do in order to be a good Christian, but I don't actually see you living this out in our everyday mm-hmm. ordinary lives. And I think that separation is really what causes tension and um, frustration and disbelief um, wow. within the life of a kid or, or a student. And, and I would say this, as, as every parent knows this, that uh, you know your, our kids are, are the ones that are so quick to call that out. Even at a young age, you know, my six-year-old <laughs> will call that out. Yeah, I mean, she she's good at it. <laughs> Doesn't know Olivia. She's really good at it. Mm, so, what true. are what are the other challenges? Um, I, I just threw out kind of a big sort of overarching challenge. But what are the other challenges when when we start to look at begin in prayer, listen? So, I'm assuming that you went back and listened to the previous episode to to catch all this. But begin in prayer, uh, listen, eat. Uh, serve and story. What are some other challenges as we kind of dive into some of these things that are are hard for? Um, and I want to I want to encourage you guys to maybe take it from a student or kids perspective. Okay, so put your yeah. put yourself in a high school student. I'm gonna, Matthew's going to be a high school student, and uh, and oh, Jacob's oh, going to be, be a four year old. Going to be a four year old. Okay, <laughs> some things just never change, guys. <laughs> You guys oh, man. got set up there. <laughs> Sorry. So so Matthew's going to be a high school kid. Jacob's going to be a four-year-old, uh, kind of smack dab in, in the middle of... Um, mm. Well, what, what mm. age do you look at, you know, in terms of splitting the difference when it comes to, like, thought, curriculum? Um, is, yeah. it, is it around that age? or is it Four years old? No. No, it's a little no. Old. Way grade, older. Maybe. Fourth grade. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. That's like traditionally that's when it's mentioned that 
kids start to actually stop thinking less concretely and they can have more abstract thoughts so they can sure. actually like hmm. dive deeper. So I'll, I'll be a fourth grader. Then. Okay. Let's do that. Not a four year old. Yeah. That's what I was, <laughs> I was thinking you were going to go with that. Wow. And then in my mind I was like four year old. Yeah. It's a little young. It's a little young. A little hard. Yeah. Maybe next time. <laughs> we'll, we'll get them next time. <laughs> be a four year old next time. I wouldn't even know how to speak from that perspective. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you don't. I don't even remember what a four-year-old was like. I think that's a really good question, though, um, because, you know, I, I think back to me in fourth grade, like, I didn't really try and pay attention to blessing my neighbors. You know, like, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about, like, when is the next time I'm going to go play football outside with my dad or my brother? Or when's the next time I'm going to go to the park and play? And, uh, and, you, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure like for those of you that are listening that have kids, like you experience the same things where it's, it's like, oh, my kids don't even care. Like <laughs> they don't even care about this. Like they don't, they don't even know what this is like. Um, or it's, it's almost like, you know, they're, you know, they're too young. Like they've got some developing that they need to do and, and things like that. So I, I would say, um, you know, from a from a younger kid perspective, it's um, one of the challenges I think just as a whole is that sometimes we hear things and we think that these need to be like these big grand things that we're doing to like bless people. Mm-hmm. Like I need to, oh, I don't even know. Like I need to give someone a ton of money or I need to like redo their whole house for them or I need to buy them a car, you know, like you're thinking of these like massive things. And, and from a fourth and fifth grade perspective, like you, you could now now I'm looking at from a parent who has a fourth and fifth grade perspective, you can look at this and be like, you know, it doesn't have to be that it can be super small things like, you know, writing a card to a neighbor or writing a card to a grandparent. Like Mm. it's, it's just really easy for us to, I think, get caught up in and get paralyzed by, this needs to be something huge. This needs to be something really big that is actually going to impact them where they're going to be like just on the floor crying like about like how amazing this thing is. And it, it just doesn't have to be that way um, at all. It's just, you know, it's a lot of small things. Like one of my, I'm not sure if I can bring this up, but one of my favorite shows on TV is called A Million Little Things. Oh, he brought it up. I brought it wow. up. You went there. I love talking about this show because it, I don't even know this show. It's it's incredible. Um, the whole premise of the show, or where it gets its name, is it talks about friendship being not one big thing, but a million little things. Mm. And so, what it does a really good job is capturing the fact that relationships that you build with people is built upon the small, minute details, the small, minute things these little actions of caring about someone, like a small conversation here or small action there. And fourth and fifth graders can do that. Mm-hmm. They can be a part of that. And it doesn't even have to be things that are separate. They can be a part of like the way that you as a parent are trying to bless the family next door. Like you're just including them hmm. in that. And for fourth and fifth grade, like from a fourth and fifth grade perspective, they're seeing this because like you're letting them be a part of it. And even if they don't know that it's like quote unquote blessing someone, they're actually seeing like you do this, which is 
one of the best things that you can do for a kid is just to involve them so they can watch you as a parent bless the person next to you. So that's, that's what I would say from a fourth and fifth grade perspective is like involvement of any kind in those, like, hmm. that's good. And I know I went into the advice part more so than the, no, it's good. Than the challenge perspective, but um, I think that's, I mean, I think the challenge is, is I think we all know the challenges yeah. in that, especially from a fourth grader perspective, like right. involving, cause you're right, you know, going from, it's a very abstract you know, to really conceptualize this in terms of I intentionally know what I'm doing yeah. versus, and I'll just say real quickly, I mean, we know this about child development that it's, you know, it's caught, not taught. Like it's mm-hmm. a lot of, it's yeah. not like you as a family unit. We, we, I was, I heard this the other day and I'm like, dang, it, it really just stopped me in my tracks is in, and it's, um, we're not just raising our kids. I'm not just raising my kids. I'm raising my grandkids. Mm. The way that I raise my kids, I'm wow. raising my grandkids through that. Yes, and so again, it's it's not I'm sitting down with my kids saying, okay, here's the ABCs of parenting. Right, mm. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but guess how they're going to parent? They're going to parent based off of how, how I parent. parent. Yeah, and so that was a huge wake up call for me uh, of just thinking about it in that way. And and again, it's it's you know kids mimic what they what they yeah. see. They they rep, mm. you know they're going to do that. Yeah. They want to be like, they want to be like you as a parent or a mentor or yeah. somebody. Even even if you're listening to this and you're a part of a rhythm community, and you don't, you're not a parent. Like, guess what? The kids that are within your community mm-hmm. are watching you. Yeah. And and I, I I man, I'm so blessed to have so many incredible people around mm-hmm. Olivia and Lincoln. Um, and it's so hard at times, even from a parent's perspective. I know that kids are watching me and yet there's times where I just, I let down my guard and I'm not as, you know, I'm not as intentional. Mm-hmm. And and so that's important for us, all of us to to understand and, and to really just be re- reminded of. Matthew, what are you thinking over there? Wow. I'm thinking so much <laughs> and I'm glad that I had time to think. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm thinking of your question of you know, if if I was a high school student, and what would be the challenges of mm-hmm. of incorporating the blessed rhythms in my life? I th- I think some of the challenges, maybe the main one is I just don't have time. Mm. You know, like just so much schoolwork on top of schoolwork, and I just think just the range from from stepping into high school being a freshman and all the way to senior year, like graduating of, there's just so much that happens. And, and I don't know, man, I mean, where, where I'm at now with, with the life of church and where I was like 10 years ago is, is just vastly like, it's just different. Like, you know, the youth group I grew up back then, you know, it's just so different. It was about, you have to be here on this night. Like you have to do this. Like you have to show up. It was just so upbeat, which it's not like, it's not a wrong thing, but just now it's just, it's just a different lifestyle where the blessed rhythm really promotes, Hey, why don't you try slowing down? Mm. And why don't you actually try quieting your life? And as a teenager, they were probably asking what, Mm. like, what, what do you mean? (laughs) Slow down. What do you mean? Quiet my life? Like, do you think about, I mean, even 
before the pandemic, before Zoom calls, there's, you know, iPhones and compute like computers, like there's all these things. And now and now they're doing more on a computer. So it's just like more technology, more technology, more, more this, this, this. And the blessed rhythm, like I said, it promotes, hey, like less distraction. Like listen to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And man, like what I would give for someone to tell me that at 15 years old to say, hey, yeah, you don't actually have to be in your 20s to receive the Holy Spirit and to and to start doing this. Like, man, you can do this now. And like, I just get so emotional talking about this because I think what it would have been like to walk the halls mm. of my school mm. and just do breath prayers. Mm. Man, what would it have been like to be in my classrooms like, during a test where it's so quiet and just, God, thank you for each student in this room. God, thank you for this teacher. Thank you for this, like, just thinking about that and eating. That's like in school, like you can do that at lunch. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, like literally challenging, but so many opportunities can be done in, in the life of students and the schools and, man, even at home, mm-hmm. like just endless opportunities. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. Man, there's so much there, guys. I was thinking about, uh, there's a few things that came to my mind, especially around high school, junior high, high school kids. You know, um, A, they are fully uh, empowered by the Holy Spirit 100%. in this moment right now as yes. they've given their life to Jesus. Um, it is not a wait. It is a now yes. posture. and. I think with that, there's this sort of, uh, you know, sort of deconstruction that we all have to go through when it comes to uh, being the church. You know, my six year old Olivia will say, "We don't go to church; we are the church." Mm. <laughs> and uh, that's right. And, that's but cool. that's something that we've had to we've had to yeah. really deconstruct a lot of. Hey, we you know, we see a church building; that's the church. You know, we see. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to seeing a person and saying, "Man, that's a beautiful piece, mm. a f- part of the body of Christ." You know, it's like that is the church. Mm-hmm. This is the church. We are the church. And so, there's some deconstruction that happens. And and I would say at any point in our life, whether you're nine or ninety nine, you know, we we can go through the biblical narrative of what the church is and really start to live into that. Yeah. So there's that piece, and I think a lot of that has to do with the. Um, the separation of my, you know, sort of uh, the sacred and secular. Like, mm-hmm. there's this idea that when I play, you know, DD Dungeons and Dragons, that I can't like <laughs> be in in breath prayer, right? That's like, awesome that that was the example. As that, I'm that doing came that, up, yeah, I want well, to try know. this. <laughs> so it's like I can, yeah. I you know, as I'm engaging with with people and 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 give props to technology at that point. Like, yeah, there's an awesome opportunity. Now, do I think that there's an overwhelming, uh, you know, time and involvement that we're on technology and there needs to be a space where we stop? For sure. Absolutely. Because if there's not, then I think the intentionality is lost. But when there's a pause, uh, like you're saying, Matthew, and there's a sort of separation, there's a recalibration into what, why am I using this? Am I just being wow. entertainment entertained for entertainment's sake, mm-hmm. or am I using this as a vehicle yeah. to show the love of Christ? Wow! And yeah, high school really students good. can do that, you yeah. know, through DD or through, 
you know, their sports team or through Xbox Live. Uh, Xbox yeah, Live. Dude, like whatever it is. <laughs> Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite. <laughs> like they can do that. And and I think it's up for for parents to really craft that and and, and spark that imagination. Yeah. To say totally. hey, and even just asking the simple questions like and and, and I'll say this because this can be very much our, our tendency is to make this a new moralistic tool mm. to to sort of slip into um, legalism mm. through mm. using the bless yep. rhythms. Yeah. This is not to be legalistic. This is just an invitation to be open to the Holy Spirit and how you can you are blessed to be a blessing. And and I'll say this: um, just the other thing that was coming to my mind is it's an identity. Mm. You know. Uh, we are Everett's. We bless others. Like the mm. passage reads, I am, ble- I am blessed to be a blessing. Like yeah. you are a ble- you're blessed to be a blessing. That's who yeah. you are. It's not That's I right. have this blessing mm. and I'm going to give it to somebody. Yeah. It's yeah. I am this. And when I am this, it, it permeates every single area of my life. No matter where I am, what I'm doing as a family, it's expressed in and through whatever we're doing. So if we're mm. out to dinner, if we're at a party, if we're you know entertaining at our home, or if we're taking a walk around the, the neighborhood or whatever we're doing, I am blessed to be a blessing. We are, the Everett's are blessed to be a blessing. Mm. And I think that's when we start to identify with that, um, we start to rewrite the narrative. Mm. You know, we go from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. It's it's less about the tasks and more about the identity, and yeah. I think that's a big bridge. Uh, it's a big gap, and it's a it's a hard thing to cross. But I think once we cross that, there is endless amounts of freedom that's expressed in the life of our families. Yeah, that's um, a that's good. That I just to get this in real fast. Um, that identity versus like the legalism, like. You know, you go back to the start of this podcast and you listen to me talk about my family. Like, I, I even then I, I was talking about it from a perspective of like, oh, we weren't doing the blessed rhythms. But like, I can also go back and, and notice things that like moments when I my family did like pray together or did do things. It, it, like, I, I just think that's really important for us to hear is, is that like you... <laughs> It's not about just like following these steps exactly. It's Absolutely. it's it's like this identity, like you said, it's this identity that you carry, where it's like, and and it stems from the fact that we were blessed first, like mm-hmm. that God first blessed us, and and really living yeah. into like and accepting like oh like I was I I've been blessed by God at a minimum through the work that Jesus has done on the cross and through resurrection. But obviously, there's more blessings that come from that. But like soaking in that part, I think is also very like really important for us to be a blessing. Like we really have to grasp like that 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 Jesus has blessed us first and Mm -hmm. live into that. That's good, dude. Yeah, yeah. What I heard, um, you know, when we were on our Zoom engage our equipping gathering and uh, and then just talking with parents throughout uh, the last few weeks about the blessed rhythms. Um, and I think it's kind of been said a bit here and there throughout this podcast, but just intentionality. You had said it with your upbringing. 
um, you were saying it with just through the eyes of a high school's kid of, Mm -hmm. you know, walking down the halls and what would that look like and be like if, if I had the intention of being a blessing. Yeah. And, you know, just, it's just like anything else in life, like any discipline that you're trying to introduce in your life. Uh, it takes extreme intentionality and there's this sense of, um, you know, lag and lead measures. So if I want to, if I'm aiming for something such as, let's use the example of since it's the beginning of the year, you know, losing weight is obviously a popular (laughs) one often. (laughs) So it's a lag measure of like, I want to lose 50 pounds. Right. And so then the lead measures are, you know, I want to, so in order to do that, I need to, you know, what are the two popular ones, you know, diet and exercise. And so I need to, to, to do those two things. Where it really starts to fall, fail uh, and fall short is when we don't actually look at the data. So people that actually lose weight are those that actually keep track of caloric intake or you know macros, you know, your proteins, your fats, your carbohydrates. Um, they actually track those things. And through tracking them and actually seeing the data, the measurables, um, and, and sort of uh, looking at those lead measures, they're then able to dictate that that lag goal, hmm. um, and so I think that same thing can be applied with every single uh, thing in our area of life. I think specifically within the the blessed rhythms. And again, this is not to be a, um, you know, a, a another way to be legalistic, but it is a way to say if I aim for this, mm. if I aim to be a family that's a blessing, yeah. what are those? Those small steps. Yeah, I love that analogy you gave of the the show. Yeah. You know, what are those small pieces that I could put in place that are not insurmountable? That are not like it's it's you know, we're not going to do this crazy thing. You know, it, which just yeah. never happens, right? It just <laughs> never does. Like, yeah. But what are those really really small steps? And it could be the small step could be you know setting up a a meal plan you know, a schedule, a meal schedule uh, for the following week, maybe sitting, you know, so Sherry and I sit down on Fridays and we're looking at the next couple weeks in advance and saying, okay, we want to be intentional. We want to have people over in our home. What does that look like for the next two weeks? And then even being intentional of the type of people like, Mm -hmm. hey, we want to get to know our neighbors. So if we haven't had our neighbors over for dinner in the last two weeks, you know, maybe it's time for us to do that. And so just putting that those parameters in place to say, hey, every two weeks, I am going to do this. Mm-hmm. And again, that, that or I will do this. So that obedience-based discipleship, that we're not just pie in the sky, like, oh, maybe I'll do this when I get to it. But it's a very much, I will do this. I am this person that does this. Mm-hmm. And we start to think that way and we start to act that way and we start to speak that way. Um, you start to be the person that actually does it. Like I am a person hmm. that has dinner with my neighbors. Hmm. We do that. Yeah. Our, the Everts do that. You know, it's like, and then we start to speak that into existence. We start to talk yeah. about that with our kids. And all of a sudden our kids are saying, man, we are people that, so now Olivia like is inviting people over awesome. to our house. You know, she's like, <laughs> she, we're, we were checking the mail earlier, uh, not today, but yesterday. And she's like inviting people, hey, come over, Mary. Oh. You know, it's three doors down. It's like, <laughs> that's cool. I love that. Yeah. I love that because she knows that our house is a, yeah. it's an open table, right? It's an mm-hmm. open invita- invitation for people to come in. And that's one oh. example, but that's, 
again, the intentionality of that, I think when we're intentional with it and we're walking through. So I'd encourage parents as you're listening to this, um, go through the bless rhythms and, and just, again, the breathe in and breathe out and just jot down. And I've tried to do this and I can, uh, we can share this, some of the stuff in the show notes, um, just my sort of overview of, uh, kind of a rule of life or a life in rhythm, uh, using the blessed rhythms, but, um, sort of a daily marker and a weekly marker going through each one of those and just setting out a goal in mind. And then mm. how am I going to achieve that? Mm. What am I working towards? Yeah. Cool. Can I, can I ask this, um, for just for you to share a little bit about you, Adam, to share a little bit about how, um, what kind of what your journey's been like as far as, you know, growing to be more intentional with blessing my fam- like my immediate family and how that then is translating to your family then being able to bless people because I don't what I don't want to get lost in as we talk about setting good rhythms for your family to be a blessing is it can be really easy for us to like try Mm -hmm. to set that and then you've got kids you know now now I am going to go to the the four-year-old perspective where they're like you were doing all this for these other people but like how are you how are you doing that for me like I feel neglected like we're doing all these things for other people um, and maybe, you know, I, I know you've at least shared with me some ways that you've focused in on being a blessing to your family and some, some of the things you do with Olivia and Lincoln and Sherry and, and all those things. Yeah. I'll just, uh, I'll just real quickly go through the daily stuff that, that we do. And then again, I'll, I'll add these to, we can add these to the show notes, uh, so you guys can yeah. see this, but, um, the be in prayer, I, I will, so I just write, I will pray with Sherry and the kids uh, once a day. So either in the morning, um, sometime during the day, or during dinner. Now, during dinner is a, a really easy one. We pray yeah. for the food and right. all that. But I specifically want to pray for my family in that way. Mm. Um, and, and I think a part of that is, which leads to the second one, is I will list out needs that I've heard at the end of the day about my family, first mm. and foremost. So when, I, when I'm listening and engaging... I'm listening to Olivia talk about a friend at school. I'm listening to Lincoln doesn't really, (laughs) he's two. So (laughs) uh, I'm always listening to him. He never stops talking. Um, But I'm listening, I'm listening to stuff that Sherry's saying, like um, I'm trying to think like this morning, for instance. uh, So I jotted this down. So Sherry was, uh, came home. She was going to go to the gym. Lincoln ended up having, uh, what we thought was pink eye, and so her whole schedule was was um, sort of out of whack, mm-hmm. and and so I was li- I'm listening to it. man, she's feeling overwhelmed, you yeah. know, by her birth schedule. Yeah, again, we all do that. Like, I mean, I always say we all do that. We at times we'll do that, and it's a yeah. fleeting. It's sort of a fleeting thought. Yeah. Most guys can agree with that, right? <laughs> oh, no. You hear it, and then you un unhear it yeah. the moment it's passed. Yeah. But I think the discipline there is to write write that down and write like what's the need that's expressed there. Because mm. it's easy to hear what's going on and assess that. Yeah. Um, but it's really it's really more it's a it's a it's a challenge to walk through. Okay, what am I hearing in this, and what's the need um, that's there? Because that's going to be really important uh, when we talk about serve the eat. Mm. Um, 
I got this off of Vesh, uh, Jeff, Vesh, Jeff Vanderstelt's <laughs> book, Gospel Fluency. I really liked it because it, it kind of gives some framework. So every dinner table conversation, so Monday is Missional Living Monday. We just we talk about why we're on mission and what that means for our family. Mm. Uh, so and then for for us, we have a bunch of people all over the um, really all over the world mm. outside of the United States even that are supporting us. And mm-hmm. so we just we you know pick out of a a, a, a stick out of a out of a <laughs> jar. Who's supporting cool. us and pray for those people, and then uh, send them a video, just saying, "Hey, super excited that you're supporting us and that we're yeah. we're doing this together." Um, Teaching Tuesday, uh, we tried this last night, so we we did try to do a Discover Bible study, and it was an epic fail. <laughs> uh, so, with a six year old, uh, there was some glimmers of hope there. She wanted to read the passage. That's great, and so she can't read. Um, wow, that makes it difficult. And well, she, I, she can read. She can. She has like maybe ten to twenty words that she knows. Okay. And so, uh, so we did that together. So I count that as a win. Yeah. Um, you know, with Family Wednesday, we want to try to be have dinner with our family, um, our extended spiritual family. So inviting people within our community over, and that may not always be on Wednesday, but that's our intent to do it on Wednesdays, Thanksgiving, Thursday. There. There can never be too much gratitude. There can never be too much Thanksgiving. And so just having that opportunity to sit down and say, what are you grateful for? And making a list. And so a part of this, um, we also use a family plan calendar. And we can link that to the show notes. Um, but every week there's a list of just gratitude lists that you're you're writing out. And so we add to that on Thursdays. Um, and then fun Friday, you know, dinner and the movies usually are go to or game night, uh, things like that. So we got a lot of games for Christmas, try to do those types of things. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it goes, goes to serve and, and, and that's really just an outpour of listening. So as you're listening to your family, you're just meeting those needs yeah. and, and it's very, it's a very simple thing. And I've, I've tried to, uh, especially lately tried to do this without even anybody saying anything or doing anything. So, um, and then story, you know, I think for us is just retelling the story of the gospel and, um, just walking through the holistic gospel with, with our kids and just for us to be reminded of that, what is the gospel? Mm-hmm. Um, and so at some point daily, either to myself or with my family, uh, just being reminded of that. And as I'm reminded of that, then, uh, the hope is that it just overflows into the life of our family as a whole. So, Good question. There's a lot that we could talk about there. So I'm going to list that out in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, as we wrap up, guys, what anything come to mind? Uh, encouragement, a piece of uh, just blessing to the families that are listening. Yeah, I would. I would just say, you know, as, as Adam is talking through some of those ways that he is practicing blessing his family, I, I hope that that is an encouragement to you to hear that it's not some super extravagant thing that, that the, because you might be hearing all this and be like, this is a lot. This feels like a lot. Like I need to, I need to get a lot more intentional with my family. I need to get a lot more intentional with my neighbors and try to involve my family. I hope, I hope as Adam was speaking there, it, it was, it was somewhat of relief that he's, he's doing these simple things 
that make a big impact. Once again, like these small things mm-hmm. add up. Um, and so just to, just as encouragement, like it is just some of those small things. And sometimes it's hard for us to, you know, it's hard for us to pay attention to those, mm-hmm. to those things, but they're, they don't have to be complex. There's not pressure on you to be doing these grandiose things. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's just in the small. And I, and I think, uh, and I think those will go a long way over as you do those small things over time with your family and with your family towards your neighbors, then they start to add up into a big thing. Absolutely, dude. We talk a lot about this with obedience-based discipleship, specifically within DBS, as we actually live out what God has provided for us. And that's on a daily basis. It may be a weekly basis for you and your communities. Uh, But when we think about obedience-based discipleship, exactly what you're saying, I I often relay it to the SMART goals. You know, it's specific, Mm. it's measurable, it's obtainable, it's realistic, and it's timely. And so when you're looking at it from a daily, weekly, quarterly, monthly, whatever you're looking mm-hmm. at, the framework of the timely, you start to start to back that down to, is it specific? Is it measurable? Is it obtainable for me? Is it realistic? Yeah. And I would say lastly, to include other people in your life. If, if you're the only one that knows about what's going on with you and your family, mm. it's a very dangerous place to be. If you yeah. and your wife are the only ones that know what's going on in your marriage, uh, or in the life of your family, it's a very dangerous place to be. We already live in isolation enough, especially in this world pandemic that we're in. So get on Zoom, get with people that you love and trust and share openly mm-hmm. about what's going on and also share celebrations and goals that you have and aspirations that you have as a family. Because the more we can join together as a tribe, the more our next generation is going to yep. see the love of Jesus. Yep in and through the life of our families and our extended spiritual family. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome. Hope this is an encouragement for you. Thanks for uh, joining us, Matthew and Jacob. Yeah. Good thanks, to have you. Thanks for having it's us. Good. Yeah. It's good. Good conversation. Uh, again, notes are in the, the show notes and yep. we'd love to hear from you. You can email us um, at adam at rhythm.community if you have any questions, concerns, that will also comments. Be in the show notes. And that'll be in the show notes. Um, or just message us on any of our social media platforms. Love to get to together with you. Love to coach and train and equip you the best we can as we are doing this together uh, to be formed by God with one another for the glory of God and the good of others. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Life and Rhythm Podcast. We are on mission to live freely and lightly with one another for the good of others. Peace.